2: Welcome to episode number fifteen of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Of course, I'm your host Brock Segan, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts. We got Michael Biebs bondi How's it going, Michael? I'm good. Oritz. I'm just
0: kind of upset you didn't go with the original plan and call yourself Brock McDavid. But yeah, I wanted to actually.
2: <laughs> I'm doing
1: good. How are you there, ter- Brock?
2: It was a terrible plan. Yeah. And Dylan D. Birthday. How's it going, Dylan? What's happening, bro? Not much, not much. Uh, I guess Biebs, you kind of just led right into it. I mean, how could we not start this episode off by talking about Connor McDavid? Like, yeah, guy returns counting. to the you know returns to the show last night for his 14th career game and just goes off. How about that goal, boys? <laughs> it's
0: a nice goal. I, I mean, it was nice. I, I I've read a couple places that they're just kind of like chirping. They're like, "What if he did it on a better D-man? I don't care what D-man that was. That was a sick yeah, goal. Like, like, that's oh, that was nasty."
1: It's even considering the and, context?
0: Uh, and, yeah, and he had a huge, huge sellie after, so clearly he's happy to be back.
1: That was a big sellie. Ryan Rashog of TSN <laughs> made yeah, a point well, of addressing the sellie after. Celly,
0: after the yeah, game. Like, yeah. What's one aspect of his game that like you liked other than his obvi- obvious offensive ability? And he's just like, well, his celebration was huge. And it's like, what? That's, not That's a good aspect. Ryan Rashog. I love it, though. <laughs>
2: was—he literally like broke down the celebration. He's like, "Look at how big yeah. the smile is yeah. on his face." He's he like, goes oh, I've into never, the right corner, he
1: pumps his arm. He goes past the bench, he touches all their gloves. <laughs>
2: yeah. He's like, "I've you never." He's like, "I've never seen him celebrate that hard because he's just been watching like every game of his career. Apparently, <laughs> he's never seen a celebration <laughs> he that hard. Probably him. has seen every game yeah, of his career. Actually, if yeah, you has. think about it, it's probably been to all 14." Yeah, I guess. But what about like the <laughs> oh? He's selling that hard. I mean, I guess. Maybe. I guess your McGuire's probably about the watched NFL. every single what, game
1: what, Like, what reason would he have to sell you that hard in the O ever? Like, they never won the Calder or not the Calder, sorry, Memorial Cup. Or Winning the a fight tournament.
0: without breaking your hand.
1: There you go. Ah? That's a good reason to ah? sell. Yeah. Maybe he sallied hard when he came back last year from the injury. I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe Ryan Rashog was. He probably was. That was hilarious. And
2: oh yeah, he's like, I've never seen anybody you that hard. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was great. I liked it. It was a nice
2: change like, of pace. This is coming you know? from a
0: guy who is not known to <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. Uh, But
2: good
1: for Connie.
2: That goal was gross. You know what? The one good thing about the goal is it doesn't matter if whenever he talks about it, he can just say that he dangled Justin Falk and nobody will actually know which one like we're talking about. Exactly. I mean, it's Justin Falk, but I mean, we could just say Justin, I think they pronounced it Falk on, on TSN this morning. So I'm going to go with Justin Falk and then it could be the Carolina defenseman who's a stud, but yeah. And then, yeah,
0: no one has to know.
2: Yeah. He had like, I was talking to my buddy about it yesterday. Like, how do you even like think to do that? Like, most people would just be like, oh, I'm about to get crushed by his two defensemen. And then he just toe-jags right through, no problem. And then step vision. It was kind what? of
0: terrifying, though, because the 1D man, like, he had the chance to hit him. And if he would have, instead of going for the puck, like, could have just killed him? And then he would have I- just been right back yeah, on, <laughs> on the IR, and we all would have just been sitting here like... Oh, it's McClavicle <laughs> episode part two.
2: Yeah. <laughs> McClavicle part two. It's funny, though, because I'm pretty sure in the interview, like, post-game <laughs> interview with Mick David, he was literally like, I'm lucky, like, I didn't get hit. Like, that, that's how I got injured the first time, like, on a two-on-one. Like, I'm lucky I didn't get hit because I would have gotten killed. So why it. not Jeez. try it again? Like, oh, yeah, you got some balls, kid. I'll
1: give you that. You got to do what you got to do. He, yeah. th-
2: I think, like, the most underrated part of it is just, like, how badly he also just undressed Corpusalo too. Like, <laughs> just But again, there's these dust. names
0: that he's undressing... <laughs> Yeah, that's
2: true. who <sighs> yeah. even the I
0: know
1: I agree. I think they're great the goals like
2: yeah. what, what? Even the, the one assist the... to everybody like, <laughs> yeah Everybody like, yeah, yeah. dug it out of the behind the net or whatever, had to battle and then pops out and just finds every I had him Every shift, games. like
1: the guy was just all over the puck and like really sh- showing like strength that I didn't know he had protecting the puck.
2: Yeah, uh, I, the one thing about him is like watch. how good of a skater is he? Eh? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, even like, his first stops shift out start, there, he is his lateral like, movement—like yeah. he moves. He's so fast. He's such a good yep. skater. Like, I think we all kind of forgot how good he actually was because, like, he, he he impressed everybody in his first thirteen games, and then we kind of forgot really how good he was. Like, I was listening to the Detroit uh, radio the other day, and Ken Cal was like, "Oh, like Man. Dylan Larkin's like every bit as good as." Connor McDavid. I was sitting there thinking. I was just like, "Okay, yeah, not no, even like, Brock, you're, you're not even that biased." That. Yeah, I'm like wait until McDavid gets back, and then he did that in the first game. I'm like, "Man, like this kid's on a whole nother level." Yeah, he actually is. He's just insane. There's like, levels to this shit, bro. Yeah, well, Oilers Nation had like a huge like Connor's back party. Like they had T-shirts and everything. It was so funny. What like on Instagram, everybody like, Connor's back. back shirts, and they're all at this bar just. Watching the game, probably going absolutely nuts. Yeah, what other reason do
1: they have to watch right now? Like lose. that's all. That's what they've been waiting for, right? Yeah, yeah. we've seen uh, Gene and Bagged talking about it on Twitter for the last. Couple months or so counting down the days. It yeah. reminded oh, me a man. lot
0: of uh when Sid came back like two, three years ago after the conky and he came back and he's playing against the Islanders and they like put it on national television and then he comes back and like there's yeah. a couple shifts. Didn't just, he score just, like one? Yeah, and then yeah, everyone's he
1: just yeah. like, Holy shit. Yeah. I think Grossoff. it was four he... points that game, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And he sc- I know he scored like an absolute beauty too, didn't he? yeah, yeah. I guess it, was, yeah it, was it was a backhand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got like re a couple days later, I'm pretty sure. But no. No.
0: No, he finished that year. He finished that Yeah, he finished that
2: year it's kind of nice that, I mean, it was a pretty good, like, night for the NHL last night, eh? Like, I mean, McDavid goes off, Crosby mm-hmm. gets a hat-trick. Yep. The only thing that didn't go Louis well for Domain the Louis in his sixth goal.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: the only thing that didn't go well for the NHL was their, like, new NHL Game Center or whatever. I heard that was just a... It wasn't playing, right? It, well, it's, like, new, I guess. It's, like, NHL TV or something now, and I guess it yeah. was super bad, like... I know Sean was trying to watch it out in Australia, and he just texted me. He's like, dude, this new NHL TV thing is brutal. Like, I can't even watch the Leafs game right now. It just kept... Yeah. It was super choppy. It kept cutting Yeah, it I heard
1: a lot of that. I heard a
2: lot of that. And I know
1: you got yeah. some uh, some beef with whoever redesigned NHL.com. Yeah, the terms man. and services.
2: Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> we'll let you go off on that. No, I'm not even going to bother. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm starting to find stuff, but, like, everything's, like, so hard to find now. Like, it's awful. The one thing I can't get over is... Like, why is the font size so big? Like, it's it's almost it, hard to read. It's, like, it's huge. We'll go there now. Like, yeah. if you go to the standings page right now, you literally have to scroll down for, like, a minute and a half to go find, like, where the Oilers are. <laughs> like, there's the, the page is just ridiculous. I don't know. It's brutal. It looks like a child designed it, really. But let's get back to McDavid. Since, uh, <laughs> since I'm sure everybody's kind of wondering what to expect from this kid, we might as well break it down here. The world. And, uh... I guess what I want to know is, what do you guys think that McDavid ha, you know, can do? Like If you can give me a projection, I think the Oilers have 31 games left in the year. Can you guys give me a, a projection of what you think McDavid's going to do for the rest of the year? And do you think that he's a Calder favorite? Or no, I guess not a Calder favorite. Do you think he has a shot at winning the Calder? Yeah. Beebs, we'll start with you. Uh, what's your projection for McDavid going forward? And do you think he has a chance to get, uh, to get back into that com- uh, Calder conversation?
0: Um, I love the three points last night. I thought it was awesome. Um, but I think he's, I think he's only going to put up a point per game the rest of the year with what only. he has only, I mean, that's what <laughs> we're saying. Cause I say that now because I know what you guys are going to probably predict or what at least Brock's going to predict. Cause he's going like, <laughs> to put up uh 60 points in his next 31. Uh, no, I'm totally joking. Um, but <laughs> gonna, I, gonna I, I, gonna I have him at bus. like 11 goals, 20 apples, um, to Come go free, in the next 31 um i just uh i think edmonton's gonna kind of play it safe with him and uh, i don't think they're gonna totally like absolutely abuse him out there on the ice and give him major major amounts of ice even if he is their best player but um i don't know i i think i think a point per game is a great season but i don't think uh it'll put him in the calder ranks um i think there's too many guys just rolling who are gonna put together complete seasons or Timmy panarin out in chicago my boy jack eichel looking great out in the Buffalo, uh, I don't know, Buffalo blue or purple, whatever it is. Um, and just, yeah, <laughs> I just see purple. those two guys. And, uh, <laughs> Definitely not, colorblind. Or, yeah, I am colorblind. Let me mention that before we keep going. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I just see those two guys putting together a complete year, and I just I, David would just have to do something absolutely spectacular to steal the Calder away from those, one of those two guys, or even, uh, I don't want to say it, but Brock's, uh, Brock's <laughs> love Dylan Larkin.
2: fastest Uh, skater in angel history apparently
1: yeah yeah oh we got some beef with that big
2: asterisk next to that one Uh, yeah
1: seriously we won't talk about that though
2: (laughs) dylan what do you think for, for mcdave for the rest of the season
1: i think uh connor's at the point now having missed uh what approximately 30 games a little bit less yeah um i think if he was able just to get nominated for the calder at this point it'd be a huge accomplishment um, especially when you look at the, the rookies that have been making an impact this year. Beeps touched on Panarin. Uh, he's been great all year. Uh, what, some of the most protected ice time. Like we say, he gets great zone starts and playing alongside Patty kane has got him up to about a point a game. Uh, Eichel 16 goals on the year, 11 in his last 12 since the start of the new year. Uh, obviously Dylan Larkin, Max Domi also probably has a bit of a say for a nomination right now. So, Uh, there's obviously a lot of competition to deal with and when you're playing in a limited amount of games you have to i I think for a lot of people they they consider durability part of these season-long awards the ability to stay healthy whether that's you know fair yeah Yeah, Yeah. i agree that's where it's kind of like a totally shady area yeah so connor's gonna have to do a lot in this limited amount 50 games that he's probably gonna get um to really prove his worth i i I just think at the pace Panarin's going right now, it's going to be really hard to knock him off. Like it's going to be really hard to justify giving it to McDavid, who's maybe sitting at fifty points in fifty games. Yeah. When you got Panarin at sixty-five, seventy points in a full season. Yeah,
0: and his team's making the playoffs. And
1: but I think a lot of Canadian hockey writers might find a way to justify it. So I think there's a chance. Um, I do imagine he will get nominated. I think he's going to be good enough. Maybe He'll get thirty-five. Some votes for sure. yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, I think, I think he needs time. at least 40 points in his last 30 games to have a real shot at the Calder.
2: Yeah. I If he gets 30 points in the next 30 games, he finishes the year with, like, 45 points.
0: Yeah, which Panarin's already
2: beating right now. Right. Yeah,
0: but, <laughs> but obviously game samples. What if, like, size. he
2: comes back and the Oilers... Like, let's not even say that they make the playoffs. Let's say the Oilers make even the, the slightest of pushes. I mean, that's obviously a lot to do with him. Does that not warrant maybe some, like some serious consideration opposed to a guy like Panarin who's just playing along. He'll I'm sure talent. will. And
1: I, I think a lot of uh, hockey writers are going to try to find every possible way to consider McDavid, especially over Panarin. Cause I know a lot of them don't like the idea of a, uh, how old is he? 26, 24. Or, 24? Yeah. Okay. So it's not, but a guy who's already a bit of a seasoned pro uh, guys, got like K-
2: six years of like KHL. KHL exactly. Teams.
1: Coming over into the end. I, I know a lot of people don't like putting the rookie tag on that. Uh, I think we already mentioned it, but it just reminds you of when Ichiro came over and he won MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same season. Twenty nine years
0: old, thirty years old after winning <laughs> yeah. like MVP like eight straight years yeah. in Japan. So
1: uh, I think a lot of people are going to be looking for a reason to vote for Connor. Uh, so when I think, but in that process, he's got to clearly put himself above Eichel, um, which is going to be tough to do. Even I can see Eichel finishing north of sixty points at the rate he's going right now. So, it's going to be tough, but I think if he gets that nomination, that's a pretty big accomplishment in his own right.
2: Yeah, I think, like, Beebs I know you're expecting me to go with some astronomical numbers here for him. I think... A <laughs> I just know is. you love him, that's why. Well, like, so it's hard not to, naughty. like... like yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. At the start of the year, I was like, oh, I was all fired up because I drafted him, like, every league. So, obviously, I had to be pretty excited about him, and then he tore it up. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's legit. And then... Like I said, I think everybody kind of forgot really how good he is, but I, I still think like he'll be just over a point per game. Um, obviously a nice head start with three points in the first game there, but I think he would fi- he'll finish somewhere around forty-five, like forty to fifty points, which is obviously a pretty On the good year year, mean, yeah, yeah. But um, I just yeah, I don't know, he's too. Like when you said it, yeah, I, I kind of thought like he didn't have a chance to win the call, but then when you said it, if he gets fifty points and. Panner and gets like sixty five, like, like exactly, yeah. Like I don't know though, like that's kind of there's impressive. a real conversation there yeah. at that point, yeah, yeah. It,
1: but, but it's gonna take Panner and tailing off a little bit too, yeah.
2: Which he did for a little bit, but then he's kind of battled back again. So you're right. Um, it kind of just
1: you know he goes with Kane, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Who apparently scores like in every single game now. Yeah, his, it's his, at least a point or something. Oh, his pace is just toward, Eh, like he's yeah. going on. He's like on pace for like hundred twenty points or something.
1: That'd be
0: awesome. You know it's funny? We're calling that like Torrid when like, think of 10 years ago. It's like, oh, yeah, he's
1: hitting 120 easy. Yeah. No. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: but, I mean, we're coming off a year where the Art Ross went to someone with 87 points. Yeah, yeah so 120 is like,
2: crazy. whoa, what's yeah. going on here? Um. But before we get into anything else other than Connor McDavid, um, I just want to know, do you guys think that the Oilers have any chance at all now that he's back to make the playoffs?
0: No. No.
1: no. no. Not unless he starts, you know playing defense. Okay, here yeah.
2: I was <laughs> I, I, I like I posed that question to you guys earlier and then I kinda like did some number crunching to see like if it's even literally possible. <laughs> so I was looking at it and if all the teams above the Oilers go five hundred for the rest of the year. Every single team like like, um, like every single at, team. Well like no and everybody that's like ahead of them not in the playoffs and the two wild card teams. Okay, save okay. For, like the other six teams already and if they all go five hundred the Oilers would still need to go twenty-one and ten to get to eighty-seven <laughs> points to make the playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry, and, I don't see it happening. It's yeah, and that. that's if everybody goes five hundred, it's so like going twenty-one and ten. That would that's literally like on an eighty-two game pace. The only teams that are playing at that pace right now are the Stars, the Capitals, and Blackhawks, and they're just not that good. So. The Oilers are pretty I think much safe to say. Yeah, I'm they're pretty much done. But it, like people were talking about it on like TSN and sports and like, oh now McDavid's back are they gonna make it? And I was just like, I don't know, I guess they kinda have a chance. I didn't realize it would take some really weird dig things into happening. it. Yeah. Like Nashville would have to just like fall off the face of the earth. And yeah.
1: so what's more likely? Them getting to the playoffs or them getting Austin Matthews next year?
2: Oh, I think like Matthews is, has a way <laughs> there's a way better chance of them getting Matthews.
1: Yeah, yeah which is for sure. Could I you imagine hilarious? It'd be so jokes
2: like, are a lot
0: of people just kind of the looking at the Pacific and saying, like, oh, they could maybe catch Anaheim, though, kind of
2: thing with that? Like,
0: that's the only thing I could even think
2: but of. Yeah, that, that's what I, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I went and looked at it, and all those teams have to go 500, yeah, just, and then yeah. they still have to play, like, insane hockey. It's yeah. just, it's so unlikely. But I think before we get into... Things are uh, trending up, though. Yeah, definitely looking a lot better. And, like, it's funny though, because everybody then was like freaking out though. when Nugent <laughs> Hopkins got hurt, and then like I don't think they yeah. mentioned Nugent Hopkins one time in the broadcast last night. It was like McDavid made him just totally irrelevant. <laughs> who? Like, who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know who R and H is? <laughs> but uh, uh
0: he's using weird acronyms now, dude.
2: But before we, we're gonna get into some uh, second half sleepers here in a second, but the one thing I just want to touch on quickly before we do that is somebody who could potentially have been dropped in the second half sleeper section is somebody like Jordan Eberly. If he, we saw what Yakboff did with McDavid earlier in the year. And then now Eberly played with him yesterday mm-hmm. and they seem to play really well together. So that could be somebody who has not had a very good year. He's been like kind of, you know, his name has been swirling trade rumors, but I mean, yeah if they, if him and McDavid start clicking, Eberly could be on pace for, uh, for a big, big uh, post all-star break here. Yep. Yeah. He had two last night. Assist, so. yeah. It's very plausible. And, like, he has been, he was great for a couple of years, and then he's kind of, like, he was almost like the Bobby Ryan style. Like, he was great, and, like, he was, like, a high fantasy pick all the time. And then he kind of started falling off a little bit. But maybe now this could be uh, a little bit of resurgence for yeah. Jordan.
0: And no, they Everly. always said, it's the cast. It's the cast around him. And then now that he kind of has the cast, he's kind of struggling. Yeah, I've
1: always kind of thought Everly was, you know, an, obviously an above-average offensive player, a, the guy with potential to score a decent amount of goals and top 60 points, which is no small feat in today's NHL. Um, and then you talk about putting him alongside of a guy who we all clearly think is a point-per-game player. Uh, it definitely bodes well for him down the stretch.
2: Yeah, like, he could be a 30-goal guy for sure. Like, yeah. what's with mm-hmm. he, David, like And, like, 30-goal pace down the stretch could be uh, the difference between, you know, win and losing. I know in one of my leagues, I have Eberle and McDavid, and I, it's a weekly league, so I didn't... Eberle was barely cracking my lineup, and then this week I saw McDavid coming back, and they were playing together, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's toss them both in the lineup, and Boom! After the first night, you're doing okay. Actually, well, I
0: guess we're in the middle of the second long week, right? Right now. Yeah,
2: but it kind of. I think I had to bench somebody like Wayne Simmons in order to get him in the lineup. Oh, who had a good week? Yeah, Wayne did go off. Went off
0: uh, the week before too.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, they've been hot too. They've been. But anyways, let's get into some (laughs) second half sleepers. I'm sure we might touch on a couple of those guys uh, already. So, um, these aren't really. I shouldn't say sleepers. It's just guys that haven't had, I guess, huge pre-All-Star game numbers and guys we expect to have, you know, bigger second halves. I posed, you know, I put it out there for people to ask us questions on Twitter and on uh, Daily Face Off today and honest to God, probably 80% of the questions were just like, who's going to have a big second half? Who's the sleepers in the second half? I'm like, okay, hey, let's just do a whole <laughs> segment on it and just get it all out there. Give give these guys a couple uh, players that we think are just going to have huge second halves. So, yeah, decent targets. Yeah, and like these could be guys, most of these guys, I guess, would almost you can Pretty almost classify guys, him man. as uh, as by low candidate. Yeah,
1: did. it's exactly what it is. So,
2: uh, D, we'll start with you. Who do you expect to have a big post All Star break, uh, you know, stretch here?
1: Uh, I'm looking at San Jose, looking at Logan Couture. Um, obviously, injuries have been a big part of the season so far. Uh, the fractured fibula really derailed what he had going on. Just 10 points in 19 games on the season, and this is a guy who was fresh off a 27 goal, 46 campaign a year ago. Uh, so it's a little, uh, a little surprising for sure. I think a lot of it has to do with just not uh, getting back into that groove quite yet. Uh, although he has been back for nearly a month. Uh, just over a month, actually. But it's the biggest problem in San Jose is the depth down the middle. I, he, he's on the third line right now. Uh, you're looking at guys like Thornton, Martlow, and Pavelski ahead of him. But I think as we get more down the stretch and San Jose gets a little more desperate, you'll start to see those guys playing together a little bit more. He's already back on the top power play unit. Uh, one of the troubling things, the shot totals have been a little down. He's just uh, he's around two a game right now, where he's uh, we're used to seeing him at, at above three a game. Uh, but he's shooting just 6.7% on the year. Again, career mark of 11.5. So I think I would expect, personally, to see some more shots from Couture as the season plays on. He's starting to get more ice time. Uh, like I said, I expect him to move up the lineup. I think if he was to get a spot next to Pavelski, that would take care of everything, but... You know, it's a, a little speculative at this point, but I think he's a really good guy to target in a trade right now. I just got him off Biebs in one of our leagues <laughs> yeah, earlier this week for next to nothing. It, <laughs> for next to nothing. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I think he's a really good candidate to have a strong second half. I just think he's got too much talent to, uh, to wither away at uh, half a point a game pace for the full season.
2: Yeah, and I think we touched on it last week too when we were talking about Hurdle, how they just have a lack. There is such a lack of depth at the wing position in San Jose that yeah, it, it doesn't like Hurdle has no threats behind him. So that's the one thing when you got when you are talking about about a guy like Couture playing on the third line. It's like who who's this guy really playing with? Like I think it's Matt Nieto, and I don't even know who's on the. It's other It's no wing. one right now. Yeah, yeah it's he, absolutely. he's on
1: the first line power play. But yeah, and but I, uh, the one thing I want to say is Couture, Marlow, Pavelski, all these guys have the ability to play on the wing too so that's what I mean when I say uh, yeah, no, for sure. down the stretch I, I mean. expect him because yeah.
2: like, I think they have Marlowe centering in the second line too which is yeah. like he doesn't even play center usually like for the last 10 years he's been a, mm-hmm. primarily been on the wing so it's weird to see him kind of like I was shocked like one day I was like editing those lines when I had to put Couture on the third line center and Marlowe at second line center I was looking at him like is this even right like I almost yeah. didn't believe it I didn't even want to edit it I didn't want people to be like what is this because it, it, it does look weird but I didn't even I haven't looked at Couture's his numbers in a while and then when you brought him up I pulled him up and yeah his shot totals are way down eh? like yeah they are lately, like they had a, he had a game on January 14th with 11 shots but since then he's probably got that's rough, crazy rough yeah, I didn't even that's know that because shots, he's got yeah. 45 shots yeah. in 18 games so that's crazy to it, think that 11 came from one game yeah and in 7 in the 7 games after that I think he has like I, I'm trying to do quick math here in my head but he has 13 shots in 7 games since then and I don't know yeah his I mean
1: his, he was plus 250 last year yeah, in a 82 game season. Yeah,
2: 263 so. shots last year, 233 yeah. the year before. Brent Burns took his shooting job. Yeah, no, I think the and then obviously it comes with you know playing third line minutes, but like this is a guy who's averaged right around 19 minutes a game.
1: Yeah, for, he's still playing like a decent amount, but right? he's only playing so.
2: 16 and a half, so he's playing two and a half less minutes yeah. than he is than he has yeah. in the last couple of years. But I, I agree with you. I I can't see him staying on the third line forever. I mean, it's already lasted longer than no, I thought. Yeah, you would. can't bury him
0: for that mm-hmm. long.
1: No, yeah, you can't. Especially, like like I said, they're going to be battling for a playoff yeah, spot. so
2: They're going to need him to start scoring goals. You can't have two exactly. Couture scoring 10 goals for your team. It's just He's too big of an offensive catalyst out there. They need him to yeah. do more. But, uh, Biebs, we'll get to you, uh, and then we'll hit up uh, me, and then we'll get it to a quick break. <laughs> we'll hit up uh, Brock.
0: Yo, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, my guy that I went with on this one, um, I have uh, – been hard on him this year, but um, I really like what what uh, what he normally does in the second half, and that's Jakub uh, Voracek. I didn't really realize he has a he has a whopping thirty one assists. It's quite a bit for uh, any NHL player right now, and and yeah. a ton of people are kind of bashing this guy saying he's been playing really bad. Yes, he has, but um, with his eight or with his thirty one assists, he only has eight goals. We've mentioned it before on the podcast. That's not a lot. Um, he has one hundred forty three shots though, so clearly his shooting percentage is down um, compared to other previous career years and uh and with that uh it just means that easy's about to turn it around and uh with goals if he can keep up assists like this, again we've mentioned this in other shows, he can be one of those guys who can turn it around. He really has lately actually, um he has eight points in his last four games. Him and uh, him and his his best friend Clo Drew are starting to look great again. Um, and uh, even if nothing else is working out in Philly, at least those two guys are going to put up numbers, um, those two, and uh, the ghost on the back and uh, on power plays. So I think if you have Jakub Voracek or you can get your hands on Jakub Voracek um, lightly or easily, i definitely suggest going for him. I know that there's a lot of uh, disgruntled owners with him right now, thinking uh, they could get assists from anywhere. They don't need it from uh, from him. They need other stuff. So um, I would say uh, Jakub Voracek. He's, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, expected to turn it on for the second half.
2: Yeah, his overall numbers on the year don't look too great. But if you look at it, um, I'm looking at his splits right now. I mean, he had 13 points in his first 24 games this year. But then in December, he was almost a point per game. And then he was just over a point per game in January. So he's a point per game player in his last 23 games. Like, that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. um, I know I was I was thinking about mentioning him here. Um, him and Wayne Simmons uh, have just been great. I mean, Simmons is a guy I've, I've owned in a couple leagues, I you know, 28 goals, I think, two years ago. 29 last year. He's like, you know, one of those guys you expect to score 30 goals. He had such a slow start, but Simmons and Voracek are both just lighting it up right now. Yeah.
1: Um, the the main thing's been great. the power play for them, right? Yeah. Like, I think I think Voracek's still looking for his first power play goal. Um, still, searching. if I'm not mistaken, and Simmons has like under three on the year.
2: Yeah. Um, Voracek has one power play goal in the year. There you go.
1: He got like, it. One Yay. power
2: play goal on the season. Yay. But. Uh yeah, I mean, it's been. Nice. I I had him in DraftKings last night, both of them, and they absolutely ripped it up. I was like super fired up. And then if you look at Simmons, like his last three games, he had he has four goals and an assist. He had nine shots in one game and then eight shots last night. So they're obviously Damn. feeling it. Philly's turning it on. I know we I kind of like. mentioned them. I know we kind of mentioned them last week when we were talking about teams that could potentially push for a playoff spot in the yeah, East. Yeah, looking like they we definitely could. We kind of be mentioned that. Philadelphia. Like we said, they got a strong goaltending tandem and. Um, they need as soon as they, it seems like as soon as they reunited, uh, Voracek, Giroux, and Simmons, things started to click in, and every, you know all three of them started picking up points on mm-hmm. a regular basis, which is obviously great. So um, I think the power play has
1: picked up a bit too. Yeah, right? it and has.
2: They were brutal at the start of the year,
1: which is crazy because they were literally, I'm pretty sure, the best power play in the league and last were, year.
2: I think they were the second best yeah, power yeah. play in last year, which is so to see them struggle. is... And just to
1: add to Bube's point, Voracek's 31 assists right now is good for eighth in the league. That's so, pretty good. Uh, yeah, if his goals catch up at all, this guy could really be a monster in the second half.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was I was going to mention on my hat, it was funny because Biebs, I think the two guys you did I had them written down <laughs> as somebody that I was going to take, but um, the yeah. first guy I went with was Ryan that makes Johansson. makes me pretty confident. <laughs> there you go. The guy I have is Ryan Johansson. Uh, Johansson's got 36 points on the year, obviously splitting time between Columbus and Nashville, but uh, since he got acquired by the Predators, he has 10 points uh, in his first 11 games with Nashville, which is obviously very impressive it's more along the lines of what we expected of him preseason mm-hmm. and i mean the more the longer he's there the more chemistry he's going to build with uh you know james neal's the one player he's played with the entire time uh philip forsberg's on the other wing right now um, but if you look at it too he's also got the best relative Corsi on the team um second to kevin fiala but he's only played five games so that's kind of ridiculous <laughs> we'll, but talk, we'll, get, about we'll talk about him later in the show. Um, <laughs> And coming into the year, like he's like a 30-year-old guy who's a borderline point-per-game player. And I think that Nashville's really got a lot more to show here in the second half. And it's going to have a lot to do with the amount of goals that Johansson and James Neal and Forsberg can score. So I expect Johansson to be somebody that can get a point-per-game down the stretch here, or at least close to it, with a lot more goals. I mean, he's only got, like kind of like talking about Voracek, with only eight. I'm shocked that Johansson's only got nine on the year. Um, I know yeah, he was somebody I expected low. to be a 30 goal scorer at the start of the season, so I expect again as he continues to get more comfortable in Nashville, which probably isn't too difficult. It's a pretty fun city, but um, <laughs> I expect him have a huge second half. He was one of my preseason favorites, so I'm not going to go on about him too much longer. But Ryan Johansson, if if somebody looks at that nine goals and you know is like, hey, this guy hasn't had a good year, take him right now, especially in keeper leagues. His value is never. Well, his value was as low as it gets as when he was in the fourth line in Columbus. It's on yeah, it's I on guess. the rise still, but he's it's still, still pretty some, low. Yeah. yeah, lower than it should be for sure. Um, but D, we'll go back to you. Who's your second uh, second half sleeper here?
1: I don't have one. Oh, you don't <laughs> have one, Beef? Do you? I thought, oh, I thought
2: you- uh, yeah.
0: Beep's I could do it. I got a super quick one, um, and uh, and we mentioned him a couple times before, so that's why I say uh, super quick. And we also jumped super hard on his bandwagon that never really. Uh, Never really happened, and that's uh, that's Phil Kessel. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is uh, I think there was only one player in the league who could make people talk about him more than Sidney Crosby after he scores a hat-trick, and that would yeah. be Connor McDavid. So obviously he took the the, uh, the spotlight from Sid, but Sid had a great night last night. He had three goals and an assist, and uh, obviously Phil's not playing with Sid, but with Sid going, that whole team gets going. And with that whole team getting going, I think Phil can totally uh, can totally turn his numbers around. Um, he has 154 shots, 15 goals. Um, again, he's a pure goal scorer. I see this guy easily getting 30 on the year. Um, not easily, but I can see him getting 30. I, think, uh, yeah, I can't disagree. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and I could see uh, I could see that team again. I say it every single freaking week, but they could turn <laughs> it around, and their offensive can turn it around. You know what and, though? Uh, he,
2: since they acquired Carl Haglin, I mean that they, that, that, that Haglin Malkin line has been fire. Like, yeah, been awesome. Yeah, so which uh, is crazy I mean, was, to and, say. And, yeah, and with thirty <laughs> with thirty goals or sorry, thirty games left on the year, I mean he r- realistically could get ten for sure and finish. Well, the this year is with a guy 25. that's
1: got a reputation of being a streaky goal scorer, whether yeah. that's accurate or not, but. Um, definitely like it's not the first time as a Leaf fan that uh, we've seen Phil Kessel go cold over an extended amount of time yeah um, it's definitely that's
2: something that's happened before <laughs>
1: and not to mention like the major adaptation. it must be adaptation sorry going from a team like Toronto where you're literally the sole focus of every offensive possession to being like the, the chance, third best player. offensive player maybe Exactly. To being the guy. The and thing. really, when you're on the ice, never the number one option, right? Because he's always either been playing with Melkin or Crosby. So I think he's had a bit of an adjustment period. Um, yep, and yeah. And I'm on board with it. I think I, I can see a big second half from the thrill. Yeah.
0: And I can got see 11, people definitely sorry, being pissed off with him and kind of wanting to get rid of him. So again, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I was looking at my pre draft rankings at the start of the show and I was looking at the average draft uh, positions for on Yahoo and he was like top 10. And like, I kind of forgot, like, coming into the year. Like, Phil Kessel's like, okay, this guy's going to score 50 goals. Like, he's, yep. we expected him thought. to be doing what Patrick Kane's doing right now, but obviously hasn't Man, been that was case. the game. But thought. It, if you look at it, he does have 11 points in his last 12 games, so things are obviously looking up for Phil, and hopefully, yeah, it keeps trending in the right direction. I mean, I don't want to see Pittsburgh succeed. I don't want to see Pittsburgh in the <laughs> playoffs, but, I mean, from a logical standpoint, um, that's a team that's extremely dangerous, somebody you don't want to run into, um, especially at least up front, like from a fantasy perspective, I know we talked about how Edmonton's the same way. They might not be that great of a team, but from a fantasy, perspective, but they're gonna it's score unbelievable. And the, the Penguins are the same. Obviously, um, Phil and Malkin and Malkin's had a good year, but obviously Phil and Crosby are starting to get it going. So yeah. things are definitely looking up. But I'll touch There's on somebody, somebody quickly as well. Uh, Pavel Datsyuk. Uh, he obviously is getting up there in age, so he's not the same Pavel that he used to be. But he's still a magician. Um, but he started off slow too, right? He had yeah, only 15 did, points in his first 24 games. So not obviously great, but in his last 10 games, he's picked up nine points. So things are starting to get going for Datsyuk. He's not going to score you a ton of goals, but he should pick up assistant bunches. He had 30 points in 27 games after the all-star break last year. So it just shows that he can be a good buy low guy. I mean, he's only got 24 points in the year. This is somebody that you could target and probably get for relatively cheap. And he should have a big second half. I mean, if the Red Wings has a wingspan, if the Red Wings want to make sure they extend that playoff streak to 25, Zetterberg and Datsyuk need to be catalysts. And they haven't really had the greatest of years, especially Datsyuk, offensively. So I expect a big second half from him. And, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's it for our second half sleepers. Get his legs
0: back and get going.
2: Yeah. Well, um, he's got him, but... But let's go to a break here. We'll send it over to our buddies, the Blue Stones. Uh, When we get back, we'll obviously get to our injury report. And then we're going to talk about some guys that are just kind of having great years that have just flown under the radar, I guess. Uh, Basically, our fantasy hockey unsung heroes. I mean, there's guys like Evgeny Kuznetsov, who is obviously a sleeper coming to the year, drafted really low, who's going off. But you hear about his name every night. We want to talk about the guys who aren't getting enough recognition. And then we'll give you guys a nice prospect report. Um, more for, more so for Keeper League's guys that you can keep an eye on to maybe be called up or that should see some more playing time down the stretch. Some guys uh, you, you don't might not really hear you. a whole lot about. Exactly. So Quite yet. That, that's what it's all about in the second half. We want to shed some light on some guys that deserve it. But uh, for now, let's shed some light on the Blue Stones.
0: <laughs> Who's down
2: I took a look at his best name
1: Welcome back to everyone's favorite part of the Daily hey, Face Off podcast. It is episode fifteen. I'm your co host, Dylan Berthium. As always I'm joined by the great Michael Beebe's Bond. The great. But as much <laughs> as we all love to hear Beebs talk, you know what time it is. It's time for me to toss it to Brock with the injury report. Take it away, Brock.
2: That was getting more and more ridiculous That's every like week. That was like the best one yet, though, by far. Pretty fired That's up. Just... He's getting pretty good uh, at that after 15 that episodes. But, okay, we're going to try to keep this one short and simple. I think I say that every week and it never works. But Alexander Ovechkin, who missed the, uh, the All-Star game and then got a one-game suspension because of it, Uh, Undisclosed
1: vacation. Yeah,
2: so he had a lower body injury, (laughs) otherwise known as vacation. Will be back in the lineup on (laughs) Thursday. Otherwise, and so will Jonathan Taves, who was also he was like actually really sick apparently, but he also missed a game to to a one game suspension. He'll be back on Thursday. Apparently, he was dealing with some serious body aches and something else. I don't remember what. Sounds uh, like the flu. Yeah, I think it was the flu. Um, Yeah, they were like he doesn't know what he had. Like it sounds exactly (laughs) like the flu. But uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Rick Nash will not play on Thursday. Yeah. He will. I think it's his fourth straight game that he will miss with a leg injury. Um, he he's, really dealing with, he's dealing with a bone bruise, but so he shouldn't be out too too long. Uh, more Rangers injury news. Kevin Klein, not super fantasy relevant, but Kevin Klein is out indefinitely with a fractured thumb. I'm pretty sure that's like the second. If
1: he was fantasy relevant, it just went out the door. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like a second broken digit of the year. So what? rough for him. Uh, Mike Camilleri will not play Thursday or Saturday. He's out back on IR with an upper body injury. Uh, Johnny Boychuk, who's been out for a while with a shoulder injury, uh, is questionable Thursday but probable for Saturday, so I'd expect them to play it safe uh, and just have him come back Saturday. Um, Michael Neuverth is out 7-10 to days with a lower body injury, so Steve Mason will man the crease. But look for Anthony Stellar's. To make his NHL debut over the weekend because they have a back to back. So Bang. that's why they called him up instead of La Barbara or La Backup as Beads <laughs> likes to call him. La, back La back yeah And last but not least, Nicholas Cronwall, who's had a brutal year, was placed on long term IR with a knee injury, he had his knee scoped. <laughs> he was expected to only miss two to four weeks. Um, it's looking obviously like four weeks now. He is eligible to return on January fourteenth or sorry. <laughs> February 14th at the earliest um, the only reason they placed him on all long term IR was for cap space reasons so how do they not have any cap space yeah because Jimmy Howard makes like 10 million dollars
1: yeah but like
2: and Pavel like, Datsyuk. how is this just and, happening now like how do how are they being forced to do this hmm. they, they've got some cap room it, they just need like like to call up Kindle who makes quite a bit of money they gotta put um, was Kindle not on the roster to start the year though no it was but then they waved. Well, but then they waved his ass.
1: Yeah, I'm just having trouble seeing like why this wasn't an issue to start the year.
2: It, it's not even a, not like a serious issue right now. They're just trying to. I make, thought they were pressed right up against it. They're trying to make some more flexibility so they can make some moves and do some things. But no, they've got some flexibility. It's not like they're not like strapped like some teams are. just Strapped Trapped, up against the yeah. cat, like, like the yeah, Kings a couple years ago quiet. when off like that situation. That's strapped, you know. Yeah. The wings, the, the wings, I. But Brock, Brock I, I'm a little offended. Uh, Brad Stewart didn't get mentioned
0: a uh, long time ago. Oh yeah, I, honestly I was, scroll, <laughs> totally I was scrolling joking. through.
2: I was scrolling through and I was like, Brad Stewart, do I mention him? No. Nah. No. Yeah, but anyways, now that we brought him up, Brad Stewart's out and definitely. him out for your boy Brad. Yeah, Out and definitely after undergoing back surgery. So his days wow, in Colorado wow. appeared to be numbered. Um I was reading that he's obviously a buyout <laughs> candidate this summer. So um obviously, sorry, Brad. Good sign. But anyways, boys, let's get to our fantasy hockey unsung hero, Brad Stewart. Not too much of an unsung hero, but the guys sure we're about is. to mention are could be in the room. So
1: I feel like he's the guy who like tips the equipment manager, you know, picks the guys up when they're down.
2: That's an unsung hero. Yeah, he's not like not Blake Griffin fantasy. where he's just punching ch- trainers and stuff. No, no, not so. He could be.
1: I don't know. I don't Was know there any
2: video of that ever? Did that ever come out? is there any like how does nobody just... how is nobody catching that on camera? <laughs> no. like, how is Chris, I know. Like how's how's Chris Paul not, not just videotaping that?
0: What are you thinking though if you're like Blake Griffin like the second your fist connects and you just feel your hand like like oh shit. Cuz that's like your job. You just literally just like I don't know.
2: It's ridiculous how you can like, just like When do you I don't have
0: know. the oh shit moment? Like when your hand's broken like like who do I tell? Right away. How am I going
1: to You how them? how terrifying must an out of control and angered like six foot ten person be. Like that's just gotta be.
2: I want has, has there ever been like a picture released of like the guy he punched? Like if he's a an equi- what was he like an equipment manager or something? I'm pretty sure he was like an assistant so. equipment manager. Like he assistant was assistant coach I thought he was. Oh was I thought he was a I trainer or something. Doesn't matter. But, hold like, a yeah, someone. Guy- Maybe he was both just all in one swing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just hit him both as
2: I was so- Like he just
1: punches the trainer, knocks him out and he's like, oh man Yo, Doc, I think I did something in my hand. You want to take a look at He's like, just no, it's it's up like off the floor. no, I don't look at it if you hit people on our team. What you it's just say? out cold. All
2: right, well, we got a little off track there with. Blake. Fantasy basketball news. <laughs> hey Blake. But uh Beebs, we're going to start with you man. Who's your fantasy hockey unsung hero so far this year?
0: Ah, oh, when it comes to fantasy hockey, I hate going after guys who like play for bad teams, but like I always go after Buffalo Sabers. Um <laughs> and uh, I'm going to continue. You have
2: this weird Buffalo Sabers thing going on. Yeah. yeah. He,
1: there is something Something's up right there. there and it's it's occurring on all my fantasy teams. get a weird they
0: Not team. doing like that bad, so it's okay. But um I was going to go with our boy Risto, but uh Ristow! Ristow! people don't want to hear us do that for the next half hour so i decided to go with uh ryan o'reilly Ristow. um one thing that kind of stood out right away and uh, you guys found these numbers for me but it was ryan o'reilly um went at an average of uh, 160th overall and fit in and then that's the 15th round in yahoo leagues this guy's a guy who has 40 points right now that's 17 goals 23 assists so it's kind of spread out across It's not just all all assists kind of thing so he is getting the, the useful goals um if you guys can't tell my team's always lose plus minus so that doesn't even matter so therefore we're not <laughs> going to focus on his minus 16 that he has but um but he's kind of it's been not his fault. kind of been a huge stud though like um i know in one of my leagues i uh i grabbed him as like my oh crap why didn't i draft him he's on waivers right away out of the draft type thing and then in my other league i uh i got him super 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 late just like oh well he's in first first line position so he's going to do something and for someone who's to me 40 the... points what's
1: that sorry I was just gonna say Annie's got that triple position. Yeah, exactly. Too. So I'm a, I'm a little surprised he went as late as he did. Yeah. But I I mean, not everyone loves the scenery shift to Buffalo, I guess. Yeah,
0: and he uh he was never really known as like a pure goal scorer, a pure point scorer in Colorado before, but uh now he's kinda getting that getting that room. He's not playing the uh the second line or third line role where he was meant to shut guys down before now he's the one who they have to shut down, and uh, and he's been really nice to my fantasy teams. I have him on three different teams. As you mentioned, he has triple eligibility, so I have him in one way or another every night because he's going to be playing left, right, or center. Doesn't matter. Whatever one's the weakest. So, uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been my stud. So thank you. Playing fat ice time. Too. Yeah, that's the oh, thing. Like that chubby amounts of ice time.
2: Like, it's not, it's not very like super exciting to be like, oh, yeah, let's jump on the guy that just got traded to the Sabres. But I mean, that, yeah, that obviously it opens a door for so Nothing many opportunities. And yeah, I, mean, I know, I, we were talking about it pre show. Like, I, 160 is incredible to me. Yeah. I, I had yeah. ranked, I think, 89th or 90th. Yeah, pre-season. 160. Like steep. to think like to 160, that's crazy. That's an and problem. that's an average. Yeah, so obviously not enough Yahoo taking, like, users 200. downloaded the uh, downloaded the, the preseason daily faceoff, yeah, face-off yeah. kit. Like get oh, on yeah. it, guys. Yeah, they should like, learn and friends. download
0: the midseason one. Tell
1: your friends, friends.
2: Yeah, like oh man, 160. When you told me that, I was like, come <laughs> on, that is outrageous. That's a first line center. Like how is he going 160? Yeah, you gotta assume. I'm getting a carried away here. I'm just really upset about that.
1: Yeah, 15. No, that is crazy, though, because that's like basement.
2: That's uh, like dumpster diving, 15th round. It's the end of the draft. Like, I'd love to know what a guy like Tyler Bozak went overall. I wish we had those numbers privy to <laughs> us right playing? now. He's still playing it. Huh? He was probably drafted before. Him.
1: <laughs> Who's that? He's playing? I think he's still playing.
2: RNA 2? Okay, D, who, who do you got? Who's your unsung hero? Uh, is it I got our Naz- boy. Is it, Na- it
1: Nazim Kadri? It's not Nazim Kadri. Okay. I'll say it? next <laughs> week. I talked about is him every Resto? other week, so. It's that no! boy, the criminally underrated, criminally David Krejci. Oh. We talked about him before the season, said he's a good point per game threat that's getting totally underdrafted to the tune of a 152 average in the Yahoo standard leagues. That's floating in the 13th, 14th round territory. Only drafted in 22% of leagues, which is crazy. So that's like four out of five leagues you could have picked this guy up off the wire <laughs> to start the season. Nuts. Um, he's had some injury trouble, limiting him to just 40 games, but he's totaled 38 points in those 40 games. And I think he's really been overshadowed by Bergeron's uh, kind of career uh, point production year, we could say. So uh, I think a lot of peop- his season for a lot of people has gone under the radar. Um, five points in his last five games since returning from an upper body injury. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't imagine him slowing down in the second half. And uh, like I said, for a guy that's nearly at a point of game pace, I don't think he's been talked up uh, nearly enough.
2: No, and again, not enough people picked up the daily face-off draft kit. I had him ranked mm-hmm. 70th, so I don't. Again, I don't know what these people are even. People are his learning. ranking
1: was so bogus. Like he was 190 on Yahoo. That's like, insane. It is crazy, dude. He it's was a like guy 40 who gets 50 sp- assists a year. He was 40 spots behind Pasternak. Like best case, Pasternak <laughs> was going to be riding this guy's coattails. Yeah. How does that make any sense? Doesn't
2: make any sense. Way to go, Yahoo. Mm -hmm. Daily face-off needs to do your rankings next year, clearly. My unsung hero this year uh, is Bobby Ryan. He was getting drafted on average in the 12th round on Yahoo. Um, And, like, again, the Senators are having a bad year, but Ryan's quietly going about having a good year. He's got 18 goals, 25 assists, which puts him on pace for 29 goals. So a little bit more production, he get to thirty and forty one assists, so a seventy point year.
1: That's a classic Bobby yeah. year. Yeah, actually, that's more assists than we used to seeing from him. But, but we like we talked just about the it before. classic thirty goal guy. Yeah,
2: but we talked about it before he's had it's it switched once he went from Anaheim to Ottawa. How he's starting to get more assists and less goals. Now he's yeah. getting the assists and the goals, which is nice to see. Um, and obviously seventy points from a twelfth rounder is unreal. But because Ottawa is having a so so year, like you don't hear much about him. You hear mm-hmm. almost more about guys like Mike Hoffman than you do about Bobby Ryan. So, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. after a couple so-so years, his uh, draft stock was on the decline coming into the year, but it's obviously on its way back up. Um, but when I was also looking at unsung heroes, I couldn't help but mention Peter Mrazek. Okay, um, but this, let me let me justify well, it. It's, it's totally, not just because he's a no, Red Wing. Totally he was drafted just, on, on average in the 16th any. round. Now I know I've pumped my own tires in the Daily Faceoff draft kit a couple times in this segment, but I had him ranked higher than Jimmy Howard in the preseason. And clearly, again, not enough Yahoo users downloaded that draft kit. <laughs> Didn't want to spend the money, I guess. Um, they know for next year now. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. Coming into the season, Mrazek was drafted behind guys like Antti Ranta, <laughs> Andrew Hammer, <laughs> the Hamburgler, Scott Darling. All three of those guys were like hundred percent. You know, I, I don't know enough. if you can hear me what? laughing there. But- but yeah. really. Bad. And now like now you look at Mirazi, this guy's entered the Vesna conversation, I would say. Yeah currently second of in the Of course NH- you yeah. would say. Currently second <laughs> in the NHL in save percentage. In nation, third bro. in the third in the NHL in goals against average, seventh in win percentage, and if you want to get fancy like Dylan Berthume, he's second in adjusted save percentage. Guys Goal. having an unreal year. You g- fancy? Oh, you fancy, Brock. Yeah, I'm getting fancy over here. <laughs> oh, but that's unreal for a goalie draft in the 16th yeah. round. That's a guy you drafted as your third goalie, who's probably your number one. So if you say sure. you drafted somebody like Brayden Hopi and then Mirazic as your third, you're set. You're probably winning goalies every week. Seriously. So. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's awkward though. You got Carey Lettenin in the middle there. So. <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, he's yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's not that good.
1: <laughs> 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 don't shade it. <at> <laughs> <laughs> I have to. <laughs> But what did Kerry do besides welcome Antinami in with open this arms? Is true. And <laughs> only because he finished two the
0: year or whatever he did weird out there.
2: Yeah, he had a, a he had a good
1: start, start, but he had a Martin Jones like th- start. I'm struggling now.
2: Martin Jones has been sweet though lately. He's been I almost picked him as my unsung hero. He's been. Real good lately Yeah if he wouldn't have Had that one patch
1: We there also talked him up really Like crazy him. after his
2: Hot start though
1: Yeah but Which it's, I think is Kind of justified
2: It's it's but. warranted now it, it looks skeptical Right like right away We kind of It was a bit of a hot take On him at the start of the year And then yeah, He went a but little But I cold. mean But it wasn't well, even his like, fault The Sharks were just we, did we
1: called We called him having potential To be a top 5 fantasy goalie mm-hmm. And well he's like He's still like top half right So Oh he's
2: easily him. a number 1 Yeah easily. And then
1: uh So then we're talking But I mean so you can say that's kind of a ridiculous take, but you look at a guy like Murazik who's done exactly that, been a top five fantasy goalie, and out of I would say bigger surprise than Martin Jones for sure, because yeah. a lot of people thought he had a Well, because and everybody knew to that he was gonna time. be good if he took exactly. over the job.
2: But yeah. it was like it's not easy to just take a job from Jimmy Howard, really. Like coming into the year you wouldn't think so then Jimmy went ice cold and now they can't get away from Murazik. Like he starts tonight in, in Tampa, he's going for his eighth straight road win been great i'm super down for it that is that yeah. eight straight road wins is pretty good but anyways boys let's That's talk about, let's talk about some kids let's <laughs> talk about some uh, some prospects oh some okay. guys some guys that haven't obviously they're, they're like breaking into the league right now they're i guess i think what i was going for when i Pose this question to you guys, was guys that are going to get called up in the future, but it's kind of hard to predict, really. Yeah, so we, we, we kind of went with baseball. guys. Yeah, we kind of went with guys that are on NHL teams like right now, or we're on NHL teams at some point this year that we expect to have some fantasy impact in the last couple months of the season. Some um, room to grow. Yes, and and people that you should maybe pick up or target in keeper leagues because they make for good keepers going forward. Um, in deeper keeper leagues, more more so than not um but d we'll start with you because i know you kind of already mentioned uh the, the guy you're about to talk about
1: uh yeah david Pasternak. Uh, it's been an up and down year for him he's missed a lot of time due to injury uh just 11 points in 19 games but he's looked good as of late obviously he had that great playoff run last year um a lot of hype coming into this year like we said he was ranked <laughs> about uh 40 50 spots above david Krejci. crazy Um, but since coming back from his latest upper body injury, he's got six points in his last six games, skating alongside my boy, Krejci and Louis Erickson again, um, doing it all in super limited ice time, usually hovers around 11, 12 minutes a game right now. So I think if he continues to produce, uh, the Bruins will have no choice, but to give him some more ice as they battle for a playoff spot down the stretch. And, uh, yeah, so I think here's the guy, especially moving forward, you look at the type of production he's had in the limited ice time. If he's to get an expanded role next year for docking Keeper League, in definitely an intriguing piece to pick up right now.
2: Yeah, I know I was even really high on him coming into the season. Uh, yeah. Because I, I literally, uh, you just repeated almost what I think I wrote in the draft kit. It was like, he literally gave the Bruins no choice but to keep him and play him, and, and he produced, yeah. and he's doing now, again, like you said, six points in six games. He's doing it again. I know he's in the top six right now, and if he can just—he yeah. just needs to cement himself in that top six. It's like the one thing in fantasy, yeah, You need those guys like they're there, but you need them to like land it permanently. Stay there, yeah. 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 And in and in Boston, it they, they move so much. It's like Connolly, Hayes, Pasternak, Connolly, Hayes, Spooner. like they, Spooner, Spooner, like It's always moving. It's so hard with Boston, but Pasternak yeah. is the one guy that um, can just absolutely go off here in the second half. I like I like Pasternak a lot. Uh, Biebs, what about you? Who do you got? Um, I went with someone who. Um, I mean, chances might not be high that he'll get the
0: callback up, but if he did, if he does, he'll be extremely successful. And that's uh, Shea Theodore out in Anaheim. Um, he played 13 games just a couple, uh, just a couple weeks ago when he was up with the, with well a couple by a couple weeks I mean literally right before the all-star break he was up with the squad and uh, in those 13 games he had two goals four assists and was averaging 18 and a half minutes worth of ice time um, on their back end and that's mm-hmm. when they really started to do their turnaround he had 25 shots in those 13, in those 13 games so that's just below two a game and as we mentioned uh, Logan Couture is only really getting two a game so if you're putting up <laughs> the same amount of shots as Logan Couture right. then, uh, then then you're looking good but um, this is a guy where I think he's, he's going to be uh, absolutely successful once he does get to that level but all it's going to take is getting him there right now. He's just kind of—he's tw- only 20 years old. He's stuck in a in an awkward position with the team. They do have the options where they can send him down, so that's why he's down. But if there are some injuries and there's some or some trades or anything, um, anything that would ha- make them uh, need to call up a defenseman on the back end, Shea Theodore, I think is the guy. Keep an eye on him. I could see him next year, kind of taking over um, uh, one of those more power play roles. But uh, but definitely got to keep your eye on uh, as the league starts to dwindle down. And if Anaheim needs to win. They might uh, turn turn some heads that way.
2: Yeah, no, uh, he was a guy that I was taking literally night in and night out on on DraftKings because he was so cheap. He, he playing huge minutes, and in juniors, like the kid put up crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, the one thing, obviously, that's working against him is just the depth on the on the Anaheim blue line. Uh, he was up because they were missing guys like Cam Fowler and Simone Dupre, and now that they're both back, it seems like he almost needs an injury to get back into the you know, get back up to the big club. But it, if he does, uh, he went on a nice tear there in the last six games. I think he had like six points before he got sent back down. But, um, I've seen some talk about maybe somebody like Sammy Voughton getting traded and something like that could, yeah, uh, pave the fill way that for role perfectly. And if you're in a league where it's like, uh, you lose the draft pick where you keep the guy or whatever, right? Like you keep Theodore, he'd be like a 16th round pick. He wouldn't be a, a horrible keeper keeper that way. So he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Um, and again, he's gonna have a great. He's got a great future ahead of him. It's just a matter of, of carving a role out in yeah. Anaheim, right? Um, for me, I went with Kevin Fiala. Uh, five games, obviously not a huge sample size this season, but he is shown to be a nice possession player. I mentioned it earlier. He's um, look at the highest relative Corsi on the team, but like all fancy staff people would yell at me for even bringing that up. <laughs> um, but he's a great. No, no, no. <laughs> he's a great skater. He's got great hands. No, no. I know you said that he. You saw him play live, and he was great.
0: Yeah, I uh, I kicked myself in the leg because I didn't take him in DraftKings that night, and he was playing first <laughs> line, left wing. I was like, ah!
2: Yeah, that's, and that's what I was just about to say. We've seen him play on the top line uh, a couple times already. Um, unfortunately, he's been a healthy scratch in three of the last four games, but he's a top fantasy prospect Like for guys that aren't named, like Ehlers and Larkin and McDavid. Those guys are he obviously... Landed. Well, yeah. Neilander won't get the call up this year, though, I don't think. No. Uh, it's, yeah. It's not looking. I think,
1: no, I don't think they will either. I imagine he'll be up next year to start. I can't imagine how you send him back to the AHL mm. after the season he's had. But um, the thing with the Leafs is they kind of got their hands tied to a degree because they want these guys for the Calder Cup playoff run that's very much alive in Toronto. Yep. Um. So you can, after, there's like a deadline where like uh, for... The point where you can, like, be called up and still play in the playoffs, in the AHL playoffs yeah. or whatever. And you can only call up four guys after that point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the least and there's, like, a lot of young guys that uh, the Leafs might want to take a look at uh, that might be a little bit older than Nylander. Like, the guys like Lebo, uh, Connor Brown even. Um, and the thing is, like, they've been saying, you know, since especially since Dubas has taken over, uh, the whole thing has been... Uh, if you play play well with the Marlies, you know, you'll get rewarded. Well, you kind of got to come through on that eventually. So I think uh, you'll see some guys come up. But, yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be Newlander this year.
2: But anyway, sorry. But sorry like, they, But ahead. you're right, though. They could get in a bind because all you hear about is them talking about potentially trading these guys that are on expiring deals. And then yeah. for assets, but eventually, like if you're get, if you're getting rid of these guys, like the PA pair and toes and stuff, Daniel somebody's Winnick's, gotta Roman somebody's gotta Roman Polak, somebody's gotta fill those voids, right? And yeah, most of these well, trades per- are probably going to be getting young prospects or picks back, so somebody might you know, have to come up. And why not take a look at your prize possession? Like,
1: well, the one thing I will say, um, I don't know what you want to make up to what you owe the fans, but. Coming into a season where you literally prep the fan base for a non competitive hockey season, that was the whole narrative going in, right? Like don't expect too much out of Babcock in his first season. Give this young team with not a lot of talent at all. Such a, a gross chance, team right? on paper. Yeah, exactly. And so gross as I in I think
2: gross. As in like? Ugh. I
1: I wanna say at some point you have to give the fans some something hope, to cheer yeah. for, something to watch. Oh, they
2: did though, man. They released a new logo. There you go. I like the, the New logo. old
1: logo. <laughs> I actually like the logo. I do
2: too. Was there ever... I was talking to your brother and Sean about it yesterday. Was there ever a chance that you weren't going to like the logo really? Like it was going to be a leaf. If like, it wasn't a maple leaf. Yeah, it was going to be a leaf <laughs> with the words Toronto and Maple Leafs right. on but it. But if
1: it wasn't a maple leaf, I wasn't going to be down. Or if it was like some new maple leaf, I probably wouldn't have liked it either. I liked that they went with that old look. It, I used to love it when they wore those third jerseys in the early 2000s. Yeah.
0: I like the muscle butt. I don't know if
1: you guys here you go. have yeah, seen
2: the yeah, internet thing about that, but... Yeah, no, they they're stuff. all talking about the bud, eh? There's like my my pick for the logo is Babcock's face. Yeah, I wanted a fun. yeah. Didn't was how great that. Who who's who's the one that Trump said it should be buddies. like a, a mesh of Babcock and Stanco? That, that was my
1: brother, Mark. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Mark said it should be a mesh of Babcock and Stanco. But it was just like I don't sounds know, terrifying.
2: I, I was listening to I I listened to Leafs lunch every now and again, and and O'Dog was just ripping them apart, they, Like this is all like the only thing like that they have to give fans hope like it's like oh yeah they, they're they like all they're doing is living in the past and then but they ice just such a garbage team like I don't, yeah but can you imagine
1: the rant he'd be going on if they came out with some entirely different logo <laughs> he'd be losing his mind so i don't really
2: no i know it's just i don't know i just think it's such for a team that makes like the most money in the nhl it's just such a money grab to, they don't
1: anymore but yes
2: well well they're, they're not the most valuable franchise anymore, they're coming the they're like a close second Maybe third. I don't really know. I don't give them some years you can yeah. it. exactly. They get back in the playoffs, they're going to be the most expensive franchise. And, like, well, the Canadian dollar kind of hurts, but yeah, it does. <laughs> but, anyways, boys, uh, beebs, it's your favorite part of the show. Let's get to the Twitter, uh, Twitter questions. Oh.
0: Um, yeah, so Twitter question time again. Uh, every time we do Twitter questions, anytime you feel like you have a Twitter question, feel free to send them throughout the week or, uh, just uh, pay attention to Twitter a couple hours before the show, and we'll always tweet out and be like, hey, guys, we need some tweets, whether it's Brock's <laughs> account at uh, Brock Segan or at uh, Daily Faceoff itself or at DFO Podcast or either me and D's at 3DBirthium D or at Bees Bondi. Either way, yeah. just... Can, uh, I cut in? Can I cut in for a second yeah. real quick?
2: I just want to say, if people are looking to get their questions answered like quickly, the best way to do it is tweet it at my personal account, because there's too many damn tweets that come in and out of daily phase Every day I miss a lot of them because there's just too much shit going on. So you have a better chance of getting fantasy relevant questions answered if you tweet at, at but Which a
1: lot of people don't quite understand. What? Um, is the one and the same. DFO. Oh yeah, that guy yeah. the other
2: day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys are the past. I'm like, we're the same person. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're the same person. Well, you do so much, dude. Not a lot of people believe it can be done all by one guy. Fact. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's fun
2: yeah. right, One single
0: scene.
2: <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna touch it. But all right, <laughs> anyway. first
0: tweet. Um, this is from at Rasmus Fry, um, and he asks any opinions on what to do with Carey Price. He would have been quite a trade value, which would need, which would be needed to ensure a dead playoff.
2: Uh, what I got mm-hmm. out of this question was that this guy <laughs> needs to trade Carey Price yeah. and get a return in order for him to make the playoffs. head to head league, yes. So to me, if you feel like you can ensure a playoff spot by trading Carey Price, then you do it. I mean, yeah, that's what like I I love Carey
1: himself is in no position to ensure you a playoff. No,
2: exactly. And in Ooh. and I'm in. I, it doesn't say if it's a keeper league or not. So obviously. If it is trade and carry becomes a little more difficult, um, but if it's not, then yeah, do it a hundred percent. Difficult
1: and easy at the same time, because yeah, have way more. But ability,
2: like in the but... and to me, like I love keeper leagues and dynasty leagues as much as the next person. But I, I, it drives me nuts when people are always like trying to like just build for the future. Like I play fantasy leagues to win money. Like I want to yeah. win now. I don't want to build yeah, my team so balanced. I win in 2019. I want to win exactly because this it's week. Like... And you can do stuff each year to make the playoffs again. Like, yeah, Carey Price is great, but you could have traded Kerry Price last year and drafted yeah. Braden Holpe this year. And and what a lot of people
1: don't understand, they think, oh, this guy's 33, 34. He's still got two or three more years mm-hmm. before he's not going to be productive when you're talking about the more, more elite guys, right? Like the Zetterbergs, the Datsukes, those type of guys. Yeah, people will so,
2: draft people like Nick Ehlers over somebody like Jason Spezza. Because- I know, I think
1: people go into, like, the idea of a keeper league with the same attitude as like, oh, I'm As running a manager, an NHL yeah. franchise, yeah. and I need to look out for the next ten to fifteen years. It's like no, which you know, odds are your keeper league isn't going to be still going in ten, fifteen. Years. Yeah, like some leagues, most leagues dissolve
2: <laughs> after like three years. Yeah, it's yeah, true. So exactly. it, it, to answer Rasmus's question, if to ensure if you're going to ensure yourself a playoff spot by trading Carey Price,
0: do it. Do
1: it. Do On it. Because you are getting no insured value from Kerry right now. Because there's a good possibility Shut you might head. not play for the rest of the season. And there's an even better possibility you won't play for the rest of the fantasy season.
2: Yes.
0: I don't like Kerry. Um, so, second question there. It comes from at Zingy Zaps 123 <laughs> And uh, we kind of like the way you put this one in a way. Just because it really broke the league down. And, uh, it's, uh, So, it's Context. it's a one-year league. Uh, so, it's not Dynasty, not Keeper League. And, uh, standard redraft. Yeah, standard redraft. 10 teams head-to-head. And his question Love is Stasny, Stasny, yeah, Ehlers, Kessler, Kunitz, and then he uh, he kind of mentions how the scoring system goes. We don't worry about that. And then uh, who should I roster? With big thanks, so we appreciate that. Thanks.
2: Uh, well, goals are weighted heavier than assists, and there's and you get uh, points for shots on goal. Yeah. The one thing I do like about this league is it's negative for pims. You don't see That's leagues like that very often. That's a good twist. They, uh, they usually just reward Pims, which I still will never understand. As, big, <laughs> understand. as big of a fantasy fan as I am, I hate that. So yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, but to me, uh, I really like Stastny, because, but when goals are weighted heavier, he doesn't score. He's just an apple guy. So Stastny's out of the equation for me. Ehlers is not on the same level as Kessler and Kunitz because his minutes aren't guaranteed. Kessler's been hot, but again, Sidney Crosby's the best player in the world. He's absolutely on fire right now. With Kunitz, his favorite buddy alongside him, Kunitz is the way uh, the, the way to go for me in this one.
0: Hey, big Kunitz, want go?
2: Hop in. Yeah.
0: Wanna go for a ride? Hop sure, Cruz. Sure, cross. <laughs> What the hell was that? It was the Barbie girl. <laughs> the Barbie. Jesus. <laughs> sure, Cruz. Hop in. I'm Big Daddy Kunitz.
1: Okay, we're done. Uh Hey, Chris. Want to go for All right. So question three. Stop it. (laughs) Do you you agree? Kunitz. It's Kunitz. Yeah, it's (laughs) Kunitz.
2: (laughs) Jesus. Question three. We're going to get some really questionable comments about that section of the show. (laughs) Sure, Brock. Uh,
0: <laughs> question three comes, uh, and that comes off directly off the uh, Daily Face Off website. Which again, you guys can totally contact us through there. Um, and if you want to hear us do a full parody of the Barbie Girl song, you can totally We'd mention that to. on Daily Face Off and just ignore Brock, or not ignore, just bug Brock. Voices. But uh, <laughs> didn't bug Don't him you? until I we had no idea it was going. No, on. they gotta bug you until we actually go through with it. Brock,
1: just... not a big Aqua fan. Yeah, clearly. Figure
0: clearly. <laughs> it out, anyways. 1990s um, So Igor asks Which slumping superstar Has the best second half For example Jonathan Tavares Steven Stamkos Ryan Getzlev Claude Giroux Etc
2: Well if I'm not going. I'm not really going to Touch on the etc Because I don't really know yeah. we... <laughs> it could be literally 800 <laughs> other anybody. players To me in it's etc Like hands down yeah, et It's for sure etc uh, I love your it Your odds are very high When you take etc <laughs> On this situation uh, To me it's Stamkos Though the lightning Are on fire Um Stamkos, again, contract year. needs to put up as many points as possible to make as many dollars as possible. Um, I really like the possibility of Tavares having a point-per-game finish. yep no, uh, But I think... A lot of Genos. Again, yeah. I think that goals of... I've mentioned it before. Goals are harder to come by. Um, and then, then assists are... Getzlaff and Giroux, both more. Um, assist guys, Stamkos, more of a goal scorer than Tavares. So, in to me, who's going to have the better second half? Stamkos.
1: Uh, to me, the right answer is anyone but Getzlaff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> really i think he's the clear uh you know elephant in the room out of this little grouping right here uh i think it could be Tavares if he's to get hotter on the power play i think he only has i don't even want to i think it's only like two or three power play goals in the season um again i'm going off the top of my head but it's very little very under what he's used to normally he gets a fair share of his goal production from the power play so i can easily see Tavares having a big second half uh stammer obviously the same thing he's Stamkos. Giroux actually might be my pick. Uh just because uh I think Philly's power play is really starting to get going, and I think a lot of his production has been hampered by the fact that Voracek and Simmons haven't been able to put the puck in the net, and they finally seem to be coming around like we've mentioned already. So uh I'll take Claude. Take Claude uh, loud. Yeah. And uh but really just not guess
2: left. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm gonna be that. Bull prediction he'll score
1: fifteen goals. <laughs> yeah, that is bull.
2: How's it looking? <laughs> Did I he think he's one? played one game. Night. Did he get it though? I don't <laughs> think he did. No. Is that all of our Twitter questions? I think it is. Unfortunately,
0: A. see, I was honestly like, I'm, I'm in the middle of looking up like Pokemon Brock facts because I was just gonna make up another hilarious oh, Pokemon no, the, the Brock question.
2: The guy, question the guy did. Uh, the guy who asked that question, the big Pabelski over there on Daily Face Off. Really? Yeah, he yeah. he wrote back today. He's like, "Thanks for answering the Onyx question." He said, "You need to work on that." Like, well, <laughs> we got you, Big <laughs> P.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, you should never be... A rock Pokemon should never be dropping a match-up to an electric
2: Pokemon. I can't believe you guys sang the you Barbie Girl song, song, and now we're talking about Pokemon again in a fancy Again. And- dude,
1: you, like... Uh, I, I'm not going to... Anyway, let's just end the show. <laughs>
2: let's just end the show. Sure, dude. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> 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 As usual... I to listen to the Blue Stone. <laughs> As usual, we're sending it over to our buddies, the Blue Stones, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys this time. Check them out on Spotify,
1: YouTube, they're on there, give them a follow.
2: Absolutely, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast, if you haven't already, on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, um, and I think that we are planning, actually before we go, I must talk about this real quickly, we will have, have another Beat the Expert it. pool this Saturday, and I will actually play be so part lineup? of it, instead of just... Posting a big zero. I don't know what happened. <laughs> DraftKings, uh, something weird happened, and I just didn't roster a lineup. Some expert all. doesn't know how to work that. They how to work the whole website? The site. Clearly <laughs> not an expert. But anyways, boys, uh, it's been fun. Glad we hit fifteen mark. Hopefully uh, the next fifteen go just as well. But yeah, see you guys uh, next Thursday. Hopefully better. is <laughs> my favorite number. Have a good week, boys. Uh-huh. Yeah.